Live from the Downstairs Pub Studios, the Blockout Sports Pod is on the air. My name is Travis Carter, and I'm joined at the bar by the lefty, fabulous Freddie Benders and the big fella himself, Country Matt Kempf. Hoo-ah. That's right. Good to be back, boys. It's good to have you back. Uh, we were going to record last week, uh, and... Uh, Matt was a little under the weather, so uh, it's good to have him back. It's good to... I'll tell you uh, what, that intro music gets you right back into the flow, won't it? It absolutely does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a reason the I picked that. Yeah, I like that. Um, this is the Blockout Sports Pod. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter, at BlockoutPod, at BlockoutPod on Twitter. Um, this is our first episode, and I uh, just wanted to let... Everybody out there know um, this podcast is just three guys sitting around the bar having a cocktail or two and uh, talking about sports. Um, we're going to get into all the hot button uh, issues and topics uh, in the world of sports. And we're going to dabble in a little bit of sports wagering here and there, which we all like to do uh, very amateurly. But we will try to give you at least some insights and thoughts on uh why we uh, wager the way that we do. Um, I'm fired up. I'm fired up to start this week. Um, this is a great time of year in sports. Um, we obviously have college football getting down to the nitty-gritty. We have the NFL uh, teams really starting to separate themselves from the pack. We're actually at the halfway point in the NFL. We are. Great um, time. Free agency, or uh, I'm sorry, the trade deadline just went on. Yep. Great and, timing. Uh, some things are starting to happen with coaches being let go and coaches being on the hot seat. And College basketball starting. College really? basketball is starting up. Um, it actually started as we record this on a Wednesday night. Uh, I believe it started on Monday. And locally, um, the teams of interest around here are going to be Indiana, University of Kentucky, and Louisville, uh, two of those three teams. The basketball mecca. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I think Bellarmine carries a little bit more clout than Louisville right now. Well, yeah. those are – and nationally, Bellarmine isn't going to get a lot of juice, but if they beat Louisville tonight, uh, that will be on Sports Center. Yeah. And it could happen. Yeah. Um, and we will definitely be getting into – uh, college basketball as it starts to get heated up. Fred? Oh, no, I was uh, going to say a uh, little World Cup, too, coming up that I'm excited about. Absolutely. Uh, the United States team just had their roster revealed tonight. We are going to talk briefly about the World Cup later on uh, in this show. I will be talking very briefly about the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, um, basically on the eve of the tournament starting, uh, we will have some thoughts as to who we think uh, might win, who we think are teams that might surprise and teams that might disappoint. But we will get into that a little bit later on in the show. Right now, our focus and most of the sports world focus is on uh, college football. And this is week two of the college football playoff rankings. Um, 
and I thought we would get the show started tonight just by going over uh, the list of the teams that are in the top 12 because I think the teams in the top 12 are probably the teams that are going to have a, at least an opportunity based on how things get played out uh, to actually appear in the college football playoff. Um, and so I thought we would just start by listing the teams, and then I'm going to throw it to Fred and Country and let those guys kind of bounce some things off of each other uh, as far as who they think might be teams that are already locked in um, or might be teams that can find a way to sneak in from the backside of these rankings. Um, quickly, the top 12, University of Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. Number five, coming off their first loss of the season at Georgia, Tennessee. Number six, Oregon. Number seven, LSU, coming off um, an instant classic against Alabama. Another one. Number eight, USC. Number nine, the aforementioned Crimson Tide of Alabama. Number 10, Clemson at 8 and 1 now. Number 11 Ole Miss and number 12 UCLA both at 8 and 1. And Freddie, let me uh start just by asking you a quick question. Georgia is in, right? Yes. Does it <laughs> d- does it matter what I mean unless something unthinkable happens uh does it really matter well, What's their remaining schedule? I mean, you have what well, they have Kentucky left, uh, Georgia Tech. I know Thanksgiving weekend. They're at Mississippi State this week, and so this is this is their biggest and at UK. Yeah, so they have two decent road games. Yeah, even if they drop one of those, which I seriously doubt will happen. But keep in mind, they did lose or, or did beat Missouri by only four at Missouri. They so struggled throughout the season a little bit. They can have some – well, Kent State probably I, played them better than almost anybody. They didn't have a great schedule to begin with, but, of course, they have that Oregon game that everyone talks about because now you've got Oregon six. What was that, 49 points? Yeah, I mean, it was a dusting. You know how Reese loves talking about that. Well, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oregon got blown out, literally. Uh, you know, I want to I want to talk about that Does real that quick. matter, the blowout? The blowout, but yet another name that keeps getting mentioned in the Final Four that's sitting at number seven right now is LSU, who got dusted by 27 on their home turf in Baton Rouge. Right. But yet people don't talk about that enough. And all I've heard about all week is how LSU can sneak into the Final Four with two losses. I'm not buying it. I don't see it. They've got uh, remaining, obviously, this weekend is going to be a tricky game for them at Arkansas. I know Arkansas just lost (laughs) to Hugh Freeze. Okay, Uh, that that was a stumper. But you never know what can happen uh, with with LSU coming off that that amazing, exciting, emotional win. And then you've got that the Jimbo who's trying to save his job. I'm kidding about that. I'm sure he's not, but he should be. And that, but they've got a weird game at A and M. It's just a weird game ending of the year. Uh, they should Is beat them by the forced two rivalry game that the SEC tried to make. Yeah, but that's uh, never easy to win where the twelfth man's at. Hmm. Let me ask you this, Fred. Um, and I know that we've been 
down on the Big Ten all year, you especially down on the Big Ten this year, is there a scenario? Is there a scenario where the Big Ten, as bad as the entire conference has been, where you have two teams that I would consider top tier, obviously, in Ohio State and Michigan, you have one team that is just on the outside looking in, I think, just one step below Penn State. And then you have a bunch of mediocre to terrible football teams. Is there a scenario where Michigan and Ohio State both make the playoff? Well, there is, but in my opinion, no. Uh, uh, I mean, if everybody does what they're supposed to do, meaning – Tennessee, LSU, and Georgia, which is really what it hinges on. What's LSU have to do with it? Well, LSU, they kind of control a lot of things because they're over in the West. Uh They've got to win out. Okay, but even if they go to the SEC championship game, they have zero shot beating Georgia. That's not happening. That's I mean, you never know. And I mean, even if they do beat Georgia, way, even if they do beat Georgia, they're not getting into the final four there. What if what if LSU They're uh, too lost. I know you are hammering uh, They've lost to Florida State. But what if what if LSU lost at Arkansas? They have three losses. Bama beats Ole Miss this weekend, who's ranked eleventh. They move up, take over the West, play say uh, Georgia continues to win Tennessee does what they're doing obviously so, Georgia's got that tie are break you telling me say what if Bama were to upset Georgia in the playoff the winner of the SEC championship is going buddy y'all gotta get out of Oxford before we start thinking about that <laughs> I know that I, I was gonna spend 10 seconds on that but but here, here's my question though so you're telling me that a Michigan team if they lose to Ohio State with one loss Okay, so you have an undefeated Ohio State and a Michigan State team with one loss would get bumped out well, for an LSU team with a loss to Florida State and a home loss by 27 points? Well, not if, buying if they, that. You're saying if they lose to Georgia? Even if they the, win, if, even if, if they, they beat, beat Georgia, Georgia, like no, Herb Street said, it. you better think about that. I'm, if they were to beat Georgia right after beating Alabama – and, and beat well, Georgia in the SEC championship game. And Michigan is sitting over there. Let me tell you all about Michigan. That would Michigan. show that Greg Sankey is running this. Let me tell you about Michigan. They have no games to get them anywhere. They're like little old Clemson. They have the, – let's talk about their – real quickly, their uh, non-conference schedule, which was Hawaii, UConn, and Colorado State. I mean, those teams are like ranked 150th or worse. Yeah, that's that was horrible. their not conversation. So, and then I look at them lately. Yeah, yeah, they played Penn State and beat them. Okay, congrats, dude. But Rutgers, Nebraska. I mean, those are their next two. The, the, okay, they beat Rutgers. Oh, good job, Nebraska. How many of these horrible. games were close? The big, the 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 Big Ten is so bad. And they blew out Penn State, now didn't they? Now their their toughest game is a limping well, Illinois team who just lost to Michigan State, who had a bunch of players out. Uh, that's going to be a team that's going to try to get them. And then, of course, oh, the Ohio State game. Look at Ohio State; they're playing at uh, they have at IU coming up. 
they they just had another dog uh, blowout win. I'm not even sure who it was. They won by 40. They're favored by 40 again. They play at Maryland. I don't want to hear. So you can't hear. hate on a team for being favored by 40 points. I, I think get that it, says but I want to see a team. a team play somebody. Well, like, they, they, like, they, they manhandled Penn State, which I can look at LSU's schedule, and really the only convincing win that I see on here is Alabama and Ole Miss. Okay, you have so, a point, but I don't see that on Ohio State's schedule yet. I mean, Notre Dame, first game of the year, is that? I'm, I'm talking Michigan. I'm saying if oh, Ohio okay, State Michigan. was to beat Michigan. We're talking about a scenario where both of them get in the playoffs. I don't see anything uh, on the, Michigan's schedule that had – if they lose, I, in my opinion, they're out. The Penn State win was convincing. Yeah, they were ranked 15th at the time. They're yeah. still ranked 15th. And, and what would they win that by? Uh, they not mu- They won well, by uh, what, 14, 17? I think it pretty big blowout, wasn't no, it? No, no. 17th? Pretty it was, win. and Penn State came back. Okay. But I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think the Big Ten has enough power for one of those two. Now, wait a minute. If if all these other teams beat each other up, if TCU ends up losing, and they have a couple of hard uh, games coming up at Texas, at Baylor, uh, you know, and then, uh, I mean, they, they've got – TCU is not in yet, even though they're fourth. They've got some work to do. The, the, what's real crazy is, and you have brought it up on your hot take here, uh, country. I don't think it's a hot take. I'm well, just saying Bama, facts. Bama, UT, and LSU are creating a lot of trouble for everybody, I, and and I think they're going to continue to. Uh, I mean, you look at Oregon sixth. They still have to play a tough Washington team this weekend, which I can't wait to watch. Uh, Travis will hit more on that because he's been uh, watching those Huskies hard uh this this uh uh whole season then they have utah that's going to be a tough game and at oregon state is not easy uh especially if it's a night game so i don't see oregon coming i really see it all now usc is the is the weird is the one team who's ranked eighth that only the only team they really have left that now, okay, well, they do have Notre Dame at home, and Notre Dame has been a giant killer lately. But they play at UCLA, which is going to be a great game. They're ranked eighth. They can make something uh, What happen. Giants have Notre Dame beaten? Just say it for me. Say it. Little old Clemson. So, so did they, oh, so Clemson's a giant? <laughs> well, they were undefeated. Okay. Or, I mean, they, had, uh, uh, they, have, they have one loss, and they got moved to 10th. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess that shows the the bias. Talk that's about happening. a team. T- sorry, Dabo. I'm sorry you don't get respect, but good lord, you lose one game and you go to tenth. Well, I mean that that goes to show that that uh, the voters um, are are swayed by big name conferences. <laughs> Travis, um, just for uh, just for clarity's sake, um, Michigan beat Penn State by 24 points. Oh, oh. That's a pretty big number. I think it was tight till the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> they just came back a minute ago. Michigan was up. It was on in the garage bar. I saw it. Uh, somebody had some bubbly that day. <laughs> <laughs> but and and you know what? As I as we go on, I might loosen up a little bit. But I have really been harsh on Ohio State and Michigan with their horrendous schedules. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a joke, and I'm not saying the the SEC's beating each other up like like years past, but I do see. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four teams in the top 
uh, 12. They're from the uh, SEC. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five. I see five teams that have been kind of playing each other. Let me look for a Big Ten team in here. Uh, they're not. Hmm. No one. Sounds like bias to me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee's got a lock in a spot. I, I think they're they're going to get in over well, TCU's not going to go undefeated. I just cannot I see, see that happening. I agree. Uh, for whatever reason, TCU has some weird voodoo that no matter who they're playing, the opposing quarterback gets hurt. Explain that to me. Was that been three straight games now that, that that's happened? That's very well, strange. The, I the have good not thing, thought about that. The good thing about Texas is they have like three quarterbacks that are all the exact same. So just keep bringing the boys in, replacing them. There's a reason Texas is a seven point favorite going into this game. Yeah, Sark's kind of like Hypel. They kind of carry that. They kind of carry their quarterbacks with their uh, with their great play calling. And doesn't this seem like a classic game for Texas to get well and Sark to really make his first huge impression on that program? This right. is the Texas's back. Yeah, almost game. did against Bama. <laughs> this is the game that we're all saying. Yeah, Texas good call, is back Travis. That's season. a night game too. I believe that is at uh, 7.30. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, that'll be um, that will be a wild atmosphere, and I'm not sure that – now, TCU has been impressive this season. They've, you know, they've beaten – Sonny Dykes, coach of the year, in my yeah. opinion. I, I mean – I completely agree. Um, but this is, a, this is a completely different animal at night in Austin. It should be a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Now, Michigan's uh, undefeated. Why wouldn't Harbaugh get coach of the year? Because they play nobody. Well, they were also a preseason top five team where TCU was not. True. Um, TCU has surprised hey. everyone this year, and that is rewarding. I mean, if you're talking records like that, I mean, I'm sure Josh Hype will get it because he's in the SEC. But, <laughs> uh, hey, let me throw this at you, and you're going to love this. How about the scenario also in that Texas TCU game with Gary Patterson oh, going yep. against his old team, defensive Love coordinator for Texas? There's a lot of storylines in it, this game. It's it's kind of cool that that's gonna. Uh, that, and I tell you what, the Oregon Washington game is B. another game. is another big game, and Baylor Kansas State is a big game. Uh, Baylor's kind of you know Baylor's won three in a row mm-hmm. against some decent competition. They they kind of fizzled. And now they're coming back, and they still have a chance to uh, make it to the championship game. Kansas State really stumped me with that loss last week. I feel like um, the Washington-Oregon game will be wildly entertaining from an offensive standpoint. Um, Washington loves to sling the ball all over the field. Mike Penix Jr., the Indiana transfer, uh, leads the country in passing. Um, they are an extremely pass-heavy offense, and Kalen DeBoer, you want to talk about possible candidates for coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, he he's not going to get it, but he's got to be. Niger, definitely he, a top ten He's got to be in the discussion, mm-hmm. um, and if they had any semblance of a defense at all, which I'm sure that they will get rectified in the next couple seasons, um, Washington is definitely – a team and a program on the rise, and I give Kalen DeBoer all the credit in the world for that. Yeah, See, I, I, I think if that game was at Washington, we would have that would be. I mean, Autzen Stadium is definitely one of the toughest places to play in college football. Uh, so I mean, 
I kind of have to almost lean with Oregon on that one for sure. But I, 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 I'm with you. I think it would be a lot more entertaining if that game was actually in Seattle. Yeah, I just I don't see Washington being able to make enough defensive stops. Um, I think it'll be high scoring. I think it'll be entertaining. It might be a good game, uh, you know, middle of the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter. But ultimately, I see Oregon uh, running away a little bit. I think the spread is, what, around 14 points? 13 and a half 13 is what I'm looking half. at right here. I would not wager that game, but not I but but my lean is that um, Oregon covers the spread. Just, while we're talking to Oregon, I, I, I just want to say, Thanksgiving weekend I have this game circled as my favorite game to watch that, that Saturday night is going to be Oregon at Oregon State and, and Corvallis. Oregon State with the uh, – I know, I know that's a couple weeks away, but I'm just amped about that. I love the lumberjack or the, the chainsaw sounds going in the background. Everything's rowdy. That that Corvallis is a, a gem to college football that's underrated. Don't forget about so, a fun egg bowl. You always well, talk that's about on that. Thanksgiving night. Oh, that's that, that's okay. that's by itself, and that's a whole world of its own. That that's just a one of the best games ever each year. So I mean, and isn't now, it funny that we're that we're excitedly talking about the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve? It's it's in, odd in the CFP. I like it. It's nice. It's nice to have some new people join the party. I I, I love. I mean, we 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 got new uh, actors in the movie, boys. It's not not just the same old script. And I find that to be eminently more entertaining and more interesting um, when we have some teams that aren't necessarily um, the teams that we see there every single year. I think Freddie's choking like Bama. <laughs> you, you alive over there, buddy? I, 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 it's hard to get back into the swing of it when you lose, when you have four games that you lose on the last second. Mm. Well, let me tell you something, Fred. Which uh, every team has a week to prepare, uh, two weeks to prepare for you. Mm -hmm. My team is and a you're away <laughs> with a hundred thousand people at every venue. Oh my gosh, these excuses. Well, the two losses that is. Uh -huh. My team is a 40-point underdog, Fred, and if I were to bet that game, uh, I would bet on Ohio State 100 times out of 100. Hmm. So my, my, um, my sympathy level for you as a Bama fan is relatively low. And I, and, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a fair Bama fan. I, I told you all we were going to have two losses. Maybe one. Maybe one. I remember the one. One. I think it was 11 and yeah. one. I had Georgia I think, I think going 10 and one two. One thing uh, I will give you credit, we talked about at the two. beginning of the year, that, that LSU was the wild card in the West this year. Like, we didn't know what we were going to get. We knew that Brian Kelly was a good coach. Love him or hate him. I think most people hate him. But you have to appreciate the fact that he is a oh. good coach. Yeah. So I mean, he's and, and what sure. he's doing down there without his guys when it, uh, that's a juggernaut waiting to happen. LSU's back and, and I mean he doesn't even have to leave the state to do anything. I mean people are saying I mean, it's going to force Saban right into retirement. Not me, but people. Uh yeah. That that and the uh, uh I've heard it. That and the uh NIL. Mm -hmm. uh, Fred uh do you have any other thoughts uh, as it pertains to the college football playoff? Let's get those in real quick. Yeah, uh, that and his two uh, coordinators that I hope get fired tomorrow. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see here. Uh, the only other thing that I was looking at was, uh, so I guess Carolina, I guess no ACC representative. Carolina has one loss. They're mm-hmm. 15th. Yeah, well, Clemson has one loss, and and, and Clemson has one loss, mm-hmm. and they're tenth. It just that just kind of you you texted me last night and said the little old Clemson wasn't getting love. They get being ranked disrespected 10th. more. It's like every <laughs> year teams just wait for Clemson to lose one game because people have it embedded in their mind that ACC is just absolutely terrible football, and they're looking for an excuse to drop them out. But that being said, let me say. If Notre Dame would just nut up and join a conference, they could be playing for an uh, ACC championship this year. That's true. And but see, Clemson has U of L, Miami, uh, and and uh, South Carolina, so they mm-hmm. they don't have anything to push them up. Uh, and quite frankly, neither neither does uh, North Carolina, even though no. they may play for the uh, uh, ACC championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, there's no no ACC representative. But I think we've pretty much covered everything that we can. I mean, Georgia looks like the best team. Tennessee is hanging on there. You got two teams that haven't played anybody until they play themselves. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and then you got I truly a TCU believe that the um, card. college football playoff committee knew exactly <laughs> what they were doing when they raked Tennessee number one over Georgia last week. That way, when Tennessee lost to Georgia, they could put them at five and make them the next man up. If you put Georgia up in there, you could easily drop Tennessee down a few more spots. So it's all about getting – Greg Sankey is going to get his two teams in no matter what. And that's a smart administrator. It is. Hey, let me tell you something. you got to respect it. It's very tricky. Whoever – what's tricky about it is there's still some tough games in the SEC left, and whoever wins that championship game – which it's probably going to be Georgia. <laughs> They're in. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, are you, do you all agree with that? I do. I, okay. Unless it's I LSU. Mean, if LSU. <laughs> I think if LSU wins the, I, the SEC I don't think they should be. Game, I think they will in. be, but I don't think they should be. Okay, I agree. I agree two with Two completely you different things. You're going to tell me a but, team but, that but, lost to Florida and State. And I know we're harping on this again, but it's because – that the two uh, Big Ten schools, Ohio State, Michigan, have nothing to stand on whatsoever but the game they're going to play against each other. And I've been saying that all year. If that's an instant classic Could and comes down to them? a three-point yes. game. Could they beat LSU? Hey, you can't any leave given one day, of them Yes, Michigan probably could. But, hey, why don't you schedule some people in? Uh, Michigan, These Ohio schedules State. are made years in advance. I get it, but good Lord. Do you ever think Hawaii, Colorado State, and UConn's ever going to be good? Co- UConn every year. Never. Studs. They're almost bowl eligible. Yep. <laughs> What's uh, Who's Jim their coach? Moore, Jim yeah, Jim Moore Jr. Jr., yeah. See, Harbaugh knew that. It's an up, up-and-coming program. All right. Never count out There's the Rainbow CFP, Warriors either. Travis. All right, guys. Um, I'm going to jump in here. We're going to shift gears to the NFL. Um, the big story in the NFL this week uh, hits near and dear to me uh, as someone who's followed the Colts since they moved to Indianapolis. Indianapolis fired their head coach, Frank Reich, this week after one of the worst professional football games I have ever seen, from an offensive standpoint at least, a team have. The Colts went the entire game against New England 
without getting a first down. It's, uh, I, I did not even know that that was possible. Yeah. They ran 60 plays. Listen to this. They ran 60 plays and gained 121 yards. That's two yards a play. Unbelievable. Two yards a play. Um, something had to happen, and I don't think that people that follow the NFL closely or that uh, follow the Colts in particular were shocked, although I was a little bit surprised because since Jimmy Ursay has owned the Colts, he's never fired a, a coach in the middle of the season. So that was a little unusual, but it just showed that something had to be done. Now we can get into whether the general manager, Chris Ballard, who I think has done a fairly poor job of constructing this team. I had high hopes for him, too. He was a former Kansas City guy. He was, and I mean, he came to Indianapolis highly, highly respected, and everybody was convinced that he was the next big thing. Unfortunately, the Colts are paying their offensive line uh, more than any other team in the NFL, correct? They are. Okay. And they have almost to a man regressed to the point this year where not only are they not a good offensive line, they are a liability that really affects the success of the team from the standpoint that their quarterbacks are getting killed. They have no run game. Um. Which I think is the last thing that any person expected going into the season. Jonathan Taylor was the after his performance last season. I I don't understand how things could be so bad this year. It really has been a shocking thing to watch, and as somebody that watches every Colts game and follows that team very closely, I would have hung. And Frank Reich traditionally had been, you know, he came to Indianapolis with a pedigree of being an offensive uh an offensive expert mm. and a Players specialist coach but when, you want to go to war with but let me tell you something when they fired their offensive coordinator two weeks ago who didn't even call the plays Frank Wright called the plays when they fired that offensive coordinator we already knew that the season was probably not going anywhere especially as it relates to the playoffs but when they fired that guy and pretty much scapegoated I mean I no. shouldn't say pretty much they scapegoated a guy who had very little to do with the actual reason that the team hasn't been successful and Frank still had his job and Chris Ballard still had his job and then Jimmy Ursay comes out a week ago and says Frank and I are in a really good place and then all of a sudden now I get it they laid that disastrous egg in New England but then they fire Frank Reich fine you have Gus Bradley as the defensive coordinator who now, has is Reggie Wayne calling the plays now no okay uh he is strictly uh wide receivers coach okay there is a uh, young 30-year-old whose name escapes me at the moment. They actually, and I'm going to get to that because this is one of the more fascinating things about this whole saga. Yeah, this is the guy calling the plays now is like a 
uh, Joe Brady style guy. Right. And so they fire Frank Reich. They have Gus Bradley on staff. They have John Fox. A lot of people thought he might, you know, the interim coach is just going to be a placeholder, right? Um, Jonathan Taylor isn't 100% healthy. Maybe they sit him for the rest of the season. Um, they'll never say that they're tanking, but maybe they're tanking. But then, in what can only be described, in my opinion, as a complete PR move, the Colts hire former Colts legend, center for the Peyton Manning era Super Bowl champs, Jeff Saturday. Who I would like to say has one stint as a head coach in high school with a record of three and seven. Right. Um, and <laughs> that that does bring me to the point where when I heard that they had hired him and he was straight from high school, I thought with my extensive background in uh, middle school basketball coaching, <laughs> the next time the a, Pacers next year, the next time a college job comes <laughs> comes open, I'm sending my resume in, boys. If that's <laughs> if that's the yeah. direction that we're going to go, that's it. So they hired Jeff Saturday, who, as Country just said, has his only coaching. Uh, he's been on ESPN forever. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's coming straight from television. Okay, um, I'm not saying I don't agree with what he says, but uh, you know he has good takes. So uh, they ask him at the press conference, you know, who's going to be calling the plays this week? I mean, he has what five six days to he he says I don't know. We're trying to figure that out. Well, they just figured that out today, which is why. I don't recall uh, the coach's name who is going to be calling the plays. But uh, I just find it fascinating that Jimmy Ursay would make that move and it screams to me, we just want fans to come to the games for the rest of the year and buy concessions. It just gives them something, a reason to come to the stadium because if you know if they promote Gus Bradley to be the interim coach, he has no juice. So now, Travis, you, you would you would know this. Is there any truth to the rumor that uh, Jeff Saturday is looking at bringing in Dan Orlovsky to help out? Well, Orlovsky made it clear, according to what I've read, he made it clear, and he and Saturday are close, mm -hmm. and he made it clear to Saturday that. I think if offered, he would happily jump at that opportunity. So ESPN's basically going to have to hire an entirely new staff. <clears throat> well, at least for <laughs> is Randy Moss going to come in and and be the wide receivers coach? And I mean, <laughs> at least for the rest of this football yeah, season, nah, because absolutely. this is a, I guess stranger things have happened. If Jeff Saturday wins five games, mm -hmm. maybe they would have to give him a, a serious look, but. This is strictly a PR move. Yeah, there's no way. And this is a stopgap just to get us through the season. And then if I'm Jim Ursay, I uh, call Sean Payton and tell him, what will it cost to get you here? And if I have to sell Ringo Starr's drum set, I will. <laughs> to have an opportunity to win another Super Bowl uh, here in the next few years. Because... 
The Colts' defense in every game this year, save maybe one, has played well enough to win. The Colts have a lot of talent on defense. They shut down Patrick Mahomes and the boys. They did in one of the weirdest games it, of the season. Definitely weird. But they did, and they uh, they shut the Patriots down. They did. which They held them to 200 yards. And in the NFL, and I think they gave up one offensive touchdown that was a two-yard drive after they punted it off the butt of their own offensive or their own special you teams know, player. That sounds like a lot like in a normal NFL year. Up until this past NFL weekend, I was reading a stat, and it's going to blow your mind. Do you know the average number of touchdowns scored in an NFL game this season going into last weekend, last Sunday? I have no idea. I took a take a wild guess. My guess was was four and a half. Yeah, I would, I, I'm thinking somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. Five. Two point three. Hmm. Two point three. So scoring has been down. All I have across the league, some of the this games year. are like twenty to seventeen. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them. I mean, of course, I pay attention to the unders and the overs. So, uh, just this past weekend, there are some good things happening in the NFL. <laughs> Would you like to expound on that, Fred? Well, sure. I mean, the how about the Jets? Uh man, talk about Is that really a good thing? Yes, that is a good thing and that is a fun thing and there's a They're team the that wins team. on the road, they win at home, they have a good defense, they just upset uh the Buffalo Bills. It's the fourth ranked scoring defense you in the league. weren't sure if they were all that legit or not and now you're thinking <clears throat> they're moving towards trying to hit the playoffs here. Um can you really trust a Zach you got Wilson Philly, team? Philly to... playing great. Your Chiefs are playing great. <clears throat> Actually, the Cowboys are doing halfway decent. They got a pretty good defense. It's going to be interesting um, with Buffalo to see with Josh Allen potentially going on the shelf for a week or yeah, two. Yeah, you got four hurt QBs this mm-hmm. year, or this uh, weekend possibly. With uh, Ky- Actually, two of them are in the same game. Uh, you got uh, the Rams and the uh, Arizona. Uh, going against each other that's uh in la and i think Kyler murray is the last one that i heard about that has uh an issue matt stafford is also injured and then even uh to make matters worse for green bay aaron Rodgers has a thumb issue uh but all good things uh you know uh lamar's playing well the ravens look good uh With zero receiving you know, Lamar, options. let's hit on that for a quick minute Talk about a guy that has just impressed me. That just blows me away. I mean, this is a, this is a native, not a native son. He's from Florida, we but he him. is Louisville's we claim son. Him. And uh, other than Muhammad Ali and Daryl Griffith and some uh, other greats uh, that I can't think of on the top of my head. How about Lamar Jackson? What a great kid. I mean, never been in trouble. Uh, fights like a warrior for his team. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to hedge on that, but I just want. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about uh, the kid. You know, on and off the field. I mean, just the way that he is. His contract, the way he played that. The versatility so in, cool. in his game, how much it's changed from when he first got into the league to where it is now. The uh, amount of effort that he puts in and work that he puts in the, in the offseason 
to get his body prepared to change so he he can be more durable. Uh, he's not running like he has before. He's he's a pocket passer right now without big receiving options. Uh, Mark Andrews out. Um, Rashad Bateman out. That rookie Isaiah Likely has played well, but other than that, what are you relying on, Devin Duvernay? Uh, Lamar gets it done, um, and then he lost his, his star running back. Well, I mean, he lost Gus Edwards and um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? The starter there uh, from uh, Ohio State, Dobbins. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, lost him early. So, but yet Baltimore and and give John Harbaugh credit because they just keep finding ways to do it. And people are worried about Lamar's contract. I'm telling you right now, I don't know where Lamar's going to end up or go, but I tell you right now, John Harbaugh is going to be a head coach of that team. Those two are going together every step along the way. There's not a friendship or relationship closer than those two in the NFL. Country, there's going to be a opening in Indianapolis, just FYI. Well, you might get both <laughs> of them, buddy. Uh, if Ursay uh, was smart, he'd he'd make a, a play for the double feature. And uh, I'm going to hit on my team for a minute, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, I thought we, they got uh, relegated. Yeah, well, you know what they did? They they uh, the coach decided, hey, you know what? I think I may have figured it out now. Mm. If Mixon runs the football, we win. <laughs> if he doesn't, we lose. I mean, like you know, last week he had nine rushes. Mm. They got slammed. The, and, and, and what happens this week? Five touchdowns. Get, put the ball in his hands. Chase is hurt. I think Dude, the big thing with that is uh, letting your offensive line run block every now and then. Get those guys some confidence. They don't want to come up off the line and backpedal, pass blocking all day. Let those guys get down, whiten their knuckles up, and lean forward and get a push. That builds confidence in your offensive line, letting them run block every now and then. Exactly. The best offensive lines, the Colts uh, a a few years ago had T-shirts made that said, run the damn ball. And that became kind of their kind of their mantra. And you're absolutely right. I mean, anytime you listen to a former offensive lineman that is a pundit of some sort on television, they all love to run block. It's a assert our dominance on the absolutely. other team type of scenario. And, you know, they'll pass block if they have to, but they love the contact and the physicality of run blocking. That's what makes that position fun. They they offensive linemen do not get to have fun other than run blocking. There's so. a there's a couple uh <clears throat> I agree with you, Matt. Uh there's a couple fun games uh coming up this weekend too. Uh Minnesota at Buffalo, which is gonna be real fun. Which uh, will be both. interesting Case we'll Keenum see, game. We'll both see what happens well. with Josh Allen. I think right. I think he'll ma- probably play. I have a feeling. Case Keenan going against his former team. Yeah. Uh, Which uh, he Chargers, could say that about half the NFL. Somehow the Chargers right. uh, are what? Are they 6-2? and two? Somehow the Chargers have a winning record. I don't know if they're just not on my radar Worst or what. Coach I don't know how football. they're doing it, but – Maybe they lose two or lose one, win one, lose, or win two. I, I can't keep up with how the – but they're playing at Frisco, which should be a uh, pretty interesting game. Brandon Staley has to be the worst coach in the in, in NFL. I don't understand. He has way too much talent to be in, in that situation. You give half the league that talent, that team, uh, they're crushing. 
There, there's just no no reason for that. Well, they're five and three. They're five and three, five but and those three. five okay, wins yeah. have not looked good. And, I and, must I must admit, country, I have not paid a lot of attention mm. to the Chargers. Well, that that you know they have some banged up wide receivers. Uh, Allen, I think's been banged up the whole year. They're the but Chargers are banged up every healthy. year. That's it's always been their excuse. Like we're, we're they're banged up every year. Well, Eckler and uh, Herbert are fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Seattle uh, versus uh, Tampa Bay and Brady is an interesting game. What about Geno Smith? Love hey, Geno. Love Geno. And I was actually going to touch on that in a little bit. Um, is It's a great story. It really is. Seattle gets rid of the franchise. The franchise goes to Denver. <laughs> the franchise struggles mightily. Geno Smith steps in. And they haven't missed a beat. And they have won some tough games. They're actually – I've enjoyed watching what them play the this rookie, year. What about the rookie, Kenneth Walker the third? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he looks amazing. They're, they're playing so loose. They are. I mean, they're Pete having Carroll fun. teams play loose. Pete Carroll's a great coach. They do play I, loose. I think Pete Carroll's the, the guy. He's at the point in his career. He leaves the play calling up to the other guys. He's just a all-shucks, let's-go-get-em guy. And he does a great job. The, the the team loves playing for him. He's 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 not stressed out. So yeah, I, no, I, I agree. And it, they're just fun. They're, they, even their defense is playing good. They are, which I mean, no one expected that. <laughs> no one expected that. Uh, now, uh, guys, I got a question for you. That, that game's neutral. Where's that being played at? Germany. Germany. Okay, first that's game the in Germany, Germany game. That's the one. Okay, I was curious if that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Wow, that'll be interesting. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, I mean, I do. Uh, I mean, we've talked on Philly. Philly is Philly. They're playing great offense, defense. Uh, they just look uh, pumping on all cylinders. But you know, there's a team that's starting to get better and better, even though they're losing. I don't know how I can say it, but what about the Chicago Bears? I was I was gonna guess. I was gonna say the Bears. And Talk about an interesting, fun team to watch, too, kind of. Well, Fields is kind of coming into his own now. That game last week was as entertaining an NFL game as I've watched in a while. Uh, Tua, obviously, is playing great football right now. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Justin Fields, and I think that team has started to figure out, number one, how to use him properly, but number two – and I hate to get into the minutia of because I don't know, but great word. It seems to me that the game might have slowed down a little bit for him in the last yeah. three or four ball games. All like right. he's seeing things, and he is such a gifted athlete and such a gifted football player. No, he I, I, is. I shouldn't even say gifted athlete. He's a gifted football player, and I think that the game has started to come to him, and he is playing. I mean, he. You're right. They keep losing, but he is playing great football and entertaining football. And right the other now. guys know the roles. I think Montgomery is, you know, he's a running back that gets his uh, 15, uh, 17 touches. You Cole know, the Herbert's Fields is going to run the ball. Backup. Yeah, and he's great too. And he's kind of, uh, and and they, they don't Cole really Komet's have any receivers to, to say. They, Claypool needs to uh, jump in there. They need to fit him in there somehow. They made the trade for him. 
they need to get him going. But really, if they get Claypool going mm-hmm. and and Mooney and those guys going, it should be interesting to see how they do the second half well, of let the me, season. Let me just say this. Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers have the same record right now. And one team is fun to watch, and one team is, like, pulling teeth to watch. Oh, my gosh. The Packers are... One, one team, he probably doesn't say what Aaron Rodgers says uh, uh, outside the locker room either. Well, <laughs> He's I, not doing any favors for his teammates, some I, of the stuff he says. I don't want to get on a tangent as it relates right. to Aaron Rodgers, but I would right. just will say this. Don't do ayahuasca, kids. I just can't take the smugness anymore and the absolute I'm above it all type of mentality. Like Jim Nance type mentality. That he seems to right. have. We're not going to go there tonight, country. We're not <laughs> going to go there tonight. In the I am not going <laughs> to let you blaspheme the good name of Jim Nance <sighs> right here on this podcast. Okay. But for a guy that won one Super Bowl, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. yeah, most overrated playoff quarterback. Back to back MVPs, you and, can't take that away from. I'm not okay, saying that he's not well, a obviously. I can name a, someone that should have beat him in that race. Yeah, well, just to even be Maybe in the top in the discussion means well, you're, you're and playing pretty well. I'm not going to say that he's not a mm. generational, obviously first ballot type Hall of Fame player. I'm just saying that I'm sick of him, and <laughs> and I he's and a playoff choker. And I'm kind of I'm kind of glad. That they're no good. Mm-hmm. I, Sorry, Packers. It doesn't fans. bother me one bit. I, <laughs> Packers are the Packers. I, I could care but less Brady, what they do. You know, it's funny. Brady's struggling. Uh, Russell Wilson's struggling. Uh, now Brady did have his comeback, but it is interesting to see some of these the older quarterbacks. Stafford does not look healthy. He still looks hurt from uh last year yeah there's he's, something wrong with that and team. now he's hurt again uh you know Stafford's played hurt his own career he's one thing you can't take away from him. he's one of the toughest guys to ever played no in the he NFL. is trust me there's just he's, something wrong with that team yeah, right now there there absolutely is yeah. and, and is it lee and cohen the new offensive coordinator I, you know what i've heard uh whispers about that he might find himself back in college next season then you have the raiders who are supposed to be great and you know the uh, car i just can't figure it out i mean uh the the wide receiver the the raiders i think we know the problem is josh mcdaniel they got they got fouls right. and he's he just Who's a wide receiver i mean he's blown them, coming into this season deon Devontae adams Devontae adams has great games and they still lose coming into this season the raiders as a franchise have blown two 20 point leads in that entire history josh mcdaniels has blown three this season so you know what that's, that's not going to last. You don't want to know a team that's kind of scary good that we haven't even mentioned at all. We have not mentioned it at all. The Tennessee Titans, dude. Derrick. I mean, they play defense and they they they, Goodbye, they have a Earl good running Campbell. game. Hello, so they can Derek keep you Henry. in any game. But I'm I'm not going to put too much trust into Malik Willis right now. Um, he just does not look like he's ready for the NFL. Like, uh, well, I think um, I think that I, I think he's gonna. No, I think uh, the other quarterback's going to come back, Tannehill, mm-hmm. and I do. But I, I think he'll be back, and and once he gets back in in play, their defense is still pretty good. 
But you got Derrick Henry that just wears on guys. If he stays healthy, they're going to be there. And they're going to have to throw the ball at some point in the playoffs. And with their wide receiver group and with their quarterback situation, I have a hard time seeing them make too much of a push. Do you want to hit on the Chiefs? Country. No, there's no need to. No, they're, please they're, do. They're great. Say something. I mean, we're, we're there's really nothing to say. We're just we're the alphas of the NFL. I mean, it's we'll just leave it at that. So, uh, welcome to the team, Kadarius Tony. Ready to get you a Super Bowl ring. You know, uh, Matt was all pumped up about Tony. I saw a stat line: two catches, twelve yards. Mm-hmm. And I think when we were two te- excellent catches, when we were texting each yards. other, he had the two catches. Right then and there, and I'm like, oh, wow. Maybe he's – and I got to the game late uh, watching it, and I'm thinking, oh, this guy's been getting off. And then I looked at it the next day, and I'm like, oh, those were his two catches. Yeah, we pulled So, they used him twice. <laughs> the, the Kadarius Tony era has begun. Sky Moore's now on the bench. <laughs> Sky Moore had no business being in the Now, let's the not talk about Naheem Hines. I, I was wrong about that. <laughs> wrong team. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going with there. <laughs> we won't even go there. <laughs> well, and it, it, just to to put a bow on that, Naheem Hines basically asked out of Indianapolis, and the Colts not only obliged him, they obliged him and sent him to a Super Bowl contender where he will be, I think, uh, it's, it's a great key, fit. He'll be a key player mm. oh, yeah. as this season goes on, and he gets more comfortable Absolutely. with that system, and they get comfortable with him because he is a very good runner of the football, but he is a dynamic pass catcher. Right. And one reason why he wanted out of Indianapolis is they never figured out how to use him properly. Right. When he was featured in the game plans, he had big games, and when he wasn't, you know, it, he would – disappear off the field for uh large parts That's why of the people game would pick him up and drop him in fantasy the poor man's you Brian pick Westbrook. him up for a while then you drop him for a while yeah there's 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 no question about that well fellas we are uh getting close to the end of the hour here um again i'd like to thank everybody that's uh that's listening uh this is the blockout sports pod we are on twitter at blockout pod that is at Blockout Pod. And we are going to go ahead and move into our best bets of the weekend. Um, I love this part because <laughs> I am Freddie is hot. Freddie has been hot these last few weeks. Um, I have not. If you could have uh, faded me the last three weeks, you would be uh, sitting on a nice bankroll right now. But I feel good about my picks for this weekend, and I am going to start. Um, first of all, Indiana is a forty-point underdog against Ohio State this week. <laughs> he and, always bets close to his heart, whether it's good or bad. Well, no, 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 no. I I feel strongly that Ohio State is going to cover that forty easily, but I do not have it in my heart to root for Indiana to lose by more than 40. I just I just can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. So I'm going to go the other way, and Indiana's hated rival, Purdue, 
is giving six and a half, or I'm sorry, they're playing Illinois at home in a huge ball game, Illinois being the home team, in a huge ball game for Illinois as it relates to the Big Ten West. They are coming off a horrible loss last week. Ugh. Yeah, they're just uh, just an inexcus- inexcusable loss last week. Thank you for the under. I think that Illinois has a bounce back. I think Bielema has them ready to play. I think Illinois covers the six and a half. And so I'm going to take the fighting Illini to roll the Boilermakers this weekend. Freddie, what do you have? Well, I'm looking here, and uh, this week, to to be honest with you, was a lot tougher. I was like, man, I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. I'm hitting unders. Matt, what do you say about unders? There's no way to go through life. <laughs> I've been so hot on unders all year. Taking uh, years I'm off your doing life. Doing really well, and... But the, I started looking, and I've never been really stuck. Look, I'm still looking for uh, a team on one of my cards. I, I have not quite figured it out. I think I'm going to take Iowa. But uh, uh, I, I am, have been stuck. So I'm looking here to try to tell you all what my best pick is. And I think that I'm going to go with this is kind of going out on, on I'm stretching out a little bit, but I think I'm going to go with I'll give you two. I'm going to go with a team that I've won a few times on, especially when they're at home in uh, Penn State, uh, Maryland at Penn State, uh, Penn State's given uh I have nine and a half here. I'm showing ten. But okay, yeah. ten. I think I knocked it down to nine and a half. That's why that is. You bet so big, you moved the line yourself. Well, I no, well, no, I, I hedged it down. I hedged it down. Uh, I'll give up fifteen dollars juice on that. Not a boy. Maryland has lost. Uh, uh, I think Maryland's lost three in a row, and. Uh, uh, their last loss. Oh, I'm sure that the last team they beat was Indiana. I'm right, sure of it. Right. They lost to a, a mediocre Wisconsin team. I know Maryland's good. And you know what? I have heard, I heard this later on today, or I read this, I think, that Maryland actually is two and two and two the last four years versus Penn State. And I was like, what? And uh, so apparently they've given them trouble. And, and little Tua is healthy and playing there so i'm a little worried about that game i i really had trouble finding one and i and i have been hot uh but my uh you want to go around to matt and i'll tell you my other one here. sure matt, yeah i'm, I'm gonna got? i got three of them i'm gonna hit on real quick i'm oh, gonna go i'm gonna go quick oh, here okay. um no we're, we're just gonna get to the point here uh texas tcu texas easily covers a seven uh the magic carpet ride for the horn frogs it's over with sunny dykes go back in your little lantern um we're going to go up here to um, Tennessee over at home over Missouri by 20 and a half. Tennessee coming off of that loss. Rebounds. They know that they have to show out to get in to the playoffs, and they do so against a sketchy Missouri team that just got beat up by Kentucky in a physical match. 
And then we're going to go to my upset special, which I love. Moneyline plus 320. Give me Ole Miss at home to take down a reeling Alabama team. What? You're done so, Saban. Oh, All right, let's move it on back. Love that. I don't know if I'm going to recover from that. Plus 320. Wow. I, I love it. I don't know it. if I'm going to recover. From I love that. it. I'm going to uh I'm going to go to the NFL for my bet of the week. I'm going to take the under, which I never take unders. I hate taking unders, <laughs> but I cannot Oh, I love that you're taking an under. I, I could not pass this up. It's I am my skin taking crawl already. I am taking under 42 and a half in the Colts Raiders game. Like, That's a great pick. Like that I said is. before, I like Indianapolis is coming off a game where they couldn't get a first down. They've got a coach that has been in the building for five days. Um, they're playing a Raiders team that... Sometimes doesn't score at all. That <laughs> isn't great. Um, I look at this game as being... I, I just can't see the Colts scoring more than 10 points. I just don't. So my bet of the week is to take the under, uh, Colts at Raiders. Freddie, why don't you close us up? I'll close you up, and as I look at the downstairs pub TV, I'm already winning a game here. Go, Buffalo. I'm up 10. And uh, strangely enough, I'm getting two and a half with a winning record. So I'm staying hot. And uh, I'm going to really blow you out because really my lock is North Texas at UAB. The mean green. North Texas is six and four. Folks, they're getting six at UAB, who's four and five. I'm all over it. Uh, and then the Baylor Bears, who've won three tough games. They're now at home at night versus a Kansas State team that just lost to Texas, which I thought they would win at home. Uh, and that is Baylor minus two and a half. I'm going with Baylor. Uh, and then I got to give you my three unders, and I'm just going to tell you what they are. Miami at Georgia Tech, under 44. Charlotte at Middle Tennessee State, both horrible. Under 67. Utah State at my boys, Hawaii, under 52. And I'm, that will do it. I'm not even sure how to respond to that. <laughs> When, when you're sitting there breaking down unders and between Utah State and Hawaii, that is time to question yourself. Uh, and, and, hey, I spent a, a good yeah, morning, I'm sure you did. morning on I'm this. I'm sure you did, A lot buddy. of coffee, a lot of bacon. Hey, I love it. I love the chaos of that. We're going to have to figure out a, a, a sponsorship option for uh, Freddy's under picks of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could count up how many I've won. I mean, I've uh, only Kentucky lost Kentucky down few. under. I'm not bragging, but I've only lost a few. Well, folks, uh, we want to thank you so much for blocking out an hour of your week to listen to the Blockout Sports Pod. Uh, again, we are on Twitter at Blockout Pod. You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, we will be dropping episodes every Friday. And with this Friday being our, uh, our first episode, we want to thank everybody again who's taken the time to listen. Uh, reach out. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And uh, until next Friday, 
This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. <laughs>